1: From the Norwalk Havoc Studios in Norwalk, Connecticut, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind the bots. I'm Chris. I'm Luke. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Kyle. And today on the podcast, our interview with Alex Bales and her husband, Will, from Hypershock.
2: We'll wrap up the show with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. If you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, CastBox, Player FM, and Podbean. You can follow us on Facebook at Behind the Bots, and tell a friend. We really appreciate your support.
0: Time for this week's Combat Robotics News. I have six news items for you today. First up, big news, Rusty fans. The Rusty plushie is happening. Rusty Captain Dave Eaton this week launched a Kickstarter campaign for the new plushie with hopes of raising $50,000. So far, he's raised nearly $17,000 from 270 backers, including myself. Plushies cost $50 each, or you can buy two for $90. Dave says if he happens to sell 3,000 plushies, they'll all get light-up eyes. Look for the link on the team's Facebook page. Meanwhile, Team Witch Doctor is getting into the summer spirit with a new line of Witch Doctor-inspired Hawaiian shirts. The new shirts cost $30 each and are available on the team's website. I uh, probably shouldn't be telling you this, but uh, I will anyway. They're also offering a special discount code if you sign up to become a Witch Doctor supporter on Facebook. So you should do that as well. Speaking of team merch, Gigabyte Captain John Meladnik has designed a Cobalt-themed fidget spinner, which he plans to begin selling on Robot Marketplace in the next few weeks. The team has produced other fidget spinners in the past, including a Gigabyte model that they handed out to the audience at BattleBots Season 6. In contest news, Tombstone Captain Ray Billings is running a team memorabilia giveaway on Instagram this week, featuring a signed motor mount, poker chip, stickers, and other merch. If you're listening to this episode on Wednesday, July 6th, the contest ends tonight. To enter, check out details on the team's Instagram page. Meanwhile, Deep Six this week published our first look at its new Asymmetrical Vertical Bar, which it ran on BattleBots Champions, the new spin-off show coming to the Discovery Channel next month. The team says the new bar is designed for bigger hits and more bite. And finally, Minotaur Captain Marco Antonio Meggiolaro will make his Norwalk Havoc debut this month with three robots, his Beetleweight Mini Toro, his 12-pounder Toro Jr., and his 30-pounder Toro Feather. They'll be joined by Brazil's Team AGVS, which made a big splash in April, qualifying two robots for the December Finals. Shatter Captain Adam Wrigley will also make his Norwalk Havoc debut this month with Knock Off White, a powerful 30-pound hammerbot that was voted most destructive at Motorama 2020. Sablé's Captain Jameson Go has already qualified his robots Silent Spring and Megatron for the December Finals, so he will instead run a pair of 12-pounders named psycho and attrition we're running a two-day competition this month july 16th and 17th in norwalk connecticut and streaming live on youtube you're on the east coast and want to see it live tickets cost just ten dollars each the four of us will again be sitting in on the live broadcasting team so drop into the live chat and say hi i wanted to take a pause here uh did you guys see the roster are you excited about uh, marco making his uh, norwalk debut i mean obviously um thoughts on uh on this this month's competition,
1: I I can't I can't express how excited that you know I am that Marco's coming. He's he's and you guys are all aware of this the positivity that he brings to the sport and uh you know his um uh, his ability to like kind of engage young builders uh you know through the programs that they have there in in Brazil. I've always uh you know really appreciated and the fact that. He'll be running a uh, (laughs) 30-pounder, and there's a chance that I actually might be uh, 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 battling uh, Marco is, um, I don't know, I'm kind of shaking a little bit, uh, mostly because my bot is not nearly done, but uh, I'm so excited. I am so, so, so excited. This is going to be fantastic.
2: I feel like this is the biggest get for Norwalk to date.
1: Oh, okay.
0: All right. Um. So, Sawblaze, Captain Jamison, go. You know, uh, Ribot, Captain David Chen.
2: I mean, he, he was—he's yeah. been there.
1: He's, okay. Yeah, they've always true. been there.
2: Yeah, this is like this a, is a new get. get. Okay.
1: All right,
0: I—I'll be sure to tell Adam Wrigley when I see him. In terms of gets, he's the second highest get.
2: Adam. <laughs> I mean, no offense. Adam Wrigley is like much newer to this than Marco is. Like, you know, this is an OG course. person in the scene who's been doing it for so long and is a figurehead in his country for it. Yeah. Like, no offense to anyone else. I'm not trying to put anyone down, but this is, uh, at least to me, I think huge. Maybe I'm wrong. No,
0: no. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> no, I'm just giving you our time. No, he, he is the godfather of Brazilian robot combat you know like the sport blossomed because of the work that Riobots has done over the last 15 years there in in Brazil and um yeah it's cool that that AGVS is showing up because you know they are they are one of these teams that came out because they were inspired by Marco's work so yeah i i'm really stoked can't wait to see Toro compete and um hopefully you know Marco stamps his ticket to the December finals as well uh, later this month so uh yeah, really, really quite excited to see him.
2: Chris, do you want to tell us about your bot?
1: Um, it is laying in my basement in many pieces. That's <laughs> that's all you need to know right now. All right, well said. That's it for this week's news. After the break, our interview with Will and Alex from Hypershock. <laughs> This interview is brought to you by Max Amps and the company's new exclusive line of combat robotics batteries called Max Combat Max Combat battery packs are built in the US and designed for both durability and performance for combat robotics Max Combat batteries come with custom wraps, including your team's logo, internal hard skins for extra protection, puncture resistant wire sleeves and a custom metal Max box for charging and storage. Check out the Max Combat section at MaxAms.com.
0: This week on the podcast, we have two very special guests, Hypershock Captain Will Bales and his wife, Alex. Last month, Hypershock went undefeated at a special one-day tournament sponsored by Amazon Remars, winning the team a giant bolt. The team was led to victory by Alex, who drove the bot. Will was busy at the broadcasting table, calling the fights alongside play-by-play announcer Chris Rose after Kenny Florian had a scheduling conflict. That meant he got a front row seat to Hypershock's best performance yet and his wife's victorious run through the bracket. We're looking forward to learning more about Amazon Remar's in the hour ahead. So welcome to the show, Will and Alex. Hello. How's it going? It is going so well. First off, I want to congratulate you for so many things. Congratulations on getting married. Thank you. And congratulations on winning a giant bolt. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I think those are two very cool things to do in a very short span of time. So congratulations all around.
3: A solid foundation of any marriage.
0: (laughs) Good. Yes. Yes. Um, Now, uh, whenever we have two people on, we like to have them introduce one another because the two of you know a lot more about one another than we know about you. So uh, maybe, Will, you can start us off. Can you introduce us to Alex? And then afterward, Alex, I'll ask you to introduce Will.
4: Absolutely. Uh, Alex Bales is uh, one of our newest members to the team. She joined officially for the season 6 um filming of BattleBots. Uh she's been incredibly talented and very quick to to pick up all the little tasks and she actually wired one of the hypershocks for the the TV show completely by herself, you know, first time just because she's that good. Uh and she just recently drove her way to victory in her first ever robot fights. Um her first fight was against Tombstone. That's how good she is. <laughs> She's never fought a beetleweight. She's never done any you know, you know, RC car events. She just picked up her transmitter and beat Tombstone in her first match. So that's my wife, Alex. Awesome. Alex.
5: Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. all
3: of you know Will. Will Bales, my husband. <laughs> you all know him as Will, the captain and creator of Hypershock. But I know Will as the goofy guy I met in Denmark and eventually married. Will the amazing sucker, creative sucker.
5: <laughs> oh my god, that is so-
3: who is funny and charismatic, and was recently the very best commentator ever. Sorry, Kenny. Wow. At Remar bots
0: Amazing, amazing. Um, I would love to hear your story of how you got ready for remars So maybe we could start at the very beginning. When did you hear that Remars was happening? When did you get your invitation to Remars, and what type of preparation did you do as a team to get ready for the competition? So um, we found out probably March,
4: yeah, April, probably like mid-April that uh, Remars was actually going to happen for certain. We had you know heard rumblings that something might be happening in June, um, and, but. contracts finally signed things are finally happening i I think mid late april and so we said absolutely we're in we definitely want to go um and we were fortunate in that after season six we didn't have a whole lot of damage so we still had more or less two and a half robots worth of stuff sitting around um we we did want to do some tweaks and try some new things and make some small improvements uh so we fired off some orders for parts but otherwise we just kind of Said, okay, well, we got the stuff. It's <laughs> we we can go do this thing, it'll be fun. Um, you know, we'll have our friends there. And uh yeah, sure, let's do it. Um that that was where it started. Um and then a couple weeks in it became apparent that um Kenny Florian was gonna be unavailable to commentate. That's where things got interesting. <laughs>
3: will got a fun phone call
4: (laughs) i got a fun fun phone call from from greg munson saying hey um how would you feel about not bringing a robot and just coming to commentate instead uh and you know be chris's right hand man
3: i think it was chris who asked for you
4: yeah yeah i guess they were they were pitching things around and because chris and i had done a couple you know live stream things in the past he said well will could probably do it Uh, (laughs) they were really scraping the bottom of the barrel Um, (laughs) So so Munson asked me, and I said, well, that sounds like a lot of fun, but if I tell the rest of my team that they can't come because I'm commentating, they're going to be crushed, uh, could the rest of the team come anyway? And they mulled that over, and they decided that would be fine, and then it was time to pick a driver. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, we are a very spread out team. Um we have people in Kentucky, we have people in uh in Washington State, we got people in Massachusetts. Um and so for better or for worse, we we are not all co-located co-located. So that means we have a bit of a, a limit on who will have the opportunity to practice. Um Kyle definitely didn't want to drive. Um he's here in Miami with me. Uh and that kinda left only one person who was right <laughs> for the job, uh Alex. <laughs> So so I asked Alex how, how she felt about driving the robot.
3: I agreed to do a training session. We cleared the floor of our workshop and set everything up so I could just kind of zoom around inside for a little bit and get a feel of it. And I didn't hate it. I wasn't too terrible at it, so we decided to go for it.
4: She was doing donuts within like five, ten minutes. It was it was quite natural, which is good to see. Uh it, it Kyle and I saw the uh, the opportunity here <laughs> and the and the uh, the potential, so we started going down that route. And Alex was going to be our driver, and we were going to make a film montage of, of her figuring out how to drive.
3: I kept saying I would only do it if we could do a montage.
4: And then we found out who she was fighting in her first
5: match.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we had joked about it before seeing the bracket. Wow. Like oh my god, could you believe it? The first bite is tombstone. Yeah. yeah, I believe it. <laughs> I what
0: like when when I think about teams that are like feeling pressure going into Remars, I can't imagine the pressure of Will sitting at the announcing table and then Alex, you driving as a rookie driver at BattleBots. Like, like did you did you feel the pressure, the two of you or? You know, like were you pretty confident going into uh into Remars that you were both gonna do well?
3: I was sure that Will was gonna do well because he's <laughs> he is very good at um talking his way out of anything. <laughs> I say that in the best way possible. I say that with love. Thank you. He's incredibly charismatic and funny and witty, and I knew he was gonna just knock it out of the park. Me on the other hand <laughs> I'm very good at throwing myself into, for better or worse, challenges and just doing it. But saying I wasn't nervous would be lying. Holy crud, I was nervous. <laughs> well,
4: Alex had lots of practice. So <clears throat> Alex probably was the most prepared new driver of all time. Um, she had somewhere between six and eight hours of stick time. or trigger and wheel time it was hypershock um, and she tried everything she learned how to do donuts she did figure eights on the floor um, we did like um, circling the prey and hitting our, our tantrum surrogate you know, robot bust um, uh, she wanted to try crab walking so we locked up one side of drive and she'd have to try um, crab walking that way try crab walking with a dead side or a lost wheel
3: um, and just say I'm very glad I practiced that because <laughs> I, I used it a lot.
4: <laughs> and then we did it all with, uh, with the weapon on. so we we had Colin our, our teammate in Kentucky, he made us a, a special air quotes safety disc that's just a round circle uh, with no teeth so that we could um, run it a little bit safer indoors. Uh, and so practice all those things, including crab walking with with the weapon on. Um, so you learned a lot about how the robot works despite never having a fight, never, you know, having hit anything. So I I felt pretty good. And the more and more we talked about it internally and talked to other people like Aaron Hill, like, you know, she's got a real shot against Tombstone. All she's gotta do is point the wedge towards the weapon. As long as she does that, theoretically. She should be able to win. And it's a it's a win-win situation for her. Because if she loses, she was supposed to lose. It's Tombstone. And it was her first match. If she wins, then <laughs> she just beat Tombstone in her first
3: match. <laughs> I think the thing I was most nervous about was that Uh-oh. I had never sparred against anyone. I had only ever driven against myself. And there's a big difference between doing figure eights with some cones in the workshop and actually feeling the adrenaline and driving against somebody that you don't know what they're going to do i know what the cones are going to (laughs) do
0: that sounds so amazing and you know like i just i love that approach to uh to getting prepared um there are so many people who are just like yeah i'll throw the robot in the box and just see what happens and i think that it was really smart (laughs) you know spent so much time um and tried all these different scenarios. And obviously it paid off because, you know, you have a giant bolt in your house and nobody else does. So that's pretty good. Um, I want to ask one more question before I turn it over to Kyle, um, because my Wi-Fi is dying. Um <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh so Will specifically, um I I'm so curious like what you felt calling doing color commentary with Chris, you know, like. I just when I think of that, I think that it's like a huge amount of pressure and I don't know, like doing it at BattleBots, the lights and audience and all of that. um, You know, how did you get ready for that? Did you have rapport with Chris right off the bat? You know, like um, basically tell us about your your night at at Remar's. It was a a very unique BattleBots experience, Uh, totally unlike
4: every other event uh, in that regard. Um Chris and I had done a couple of live stream things uh together in the past um on a on the no filter um network. <clears throat> and so we had done a little bit of live commentating over um fights because we were doing uh live streams of, of the episodes I think this was season five. Um and at one point his internet um conked out and so he couldn't talk. And so I just kind of had to carry the stream. <laughs> so uh, I think that's how he thought that that's what made him think that I was I was up for the task. Which I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that he was foolish enough to think I was ready for the task. Um, doing it uh, or getting ready for it. I, I watched some fights and you know thought about what, what would be exciting to hear in a fight. Uh, didn't practice as much as I probably could have. Um, but just kind of got there. And then all of a sudden I had a script, uh, we landed in Vegas on Tuesday night and I had a a, a script for tomorrow's, uh, table reading in my email. And I was like, Oh crap, it's real now. <laughs> so I had to, I had lines to learn. And to be honest, the hardest part for me was remembering the lines because they cue certain things in the event and they, they cue other people to say other things. So getting that order was the hard part you know talking trash and and flying by the seat of my pants that's easy uh <laughs> i do that all the time um uh but once we were into it and especially the the fight um commentary was lots of fun uh this event was a little different than the tv show in that um everybody that was there um myself chris rose peter Abramson, bot Whisper, and farouk all got to get a little bit of a quip in about who they thought was going to win the fight uh, beforehand, which was, which was a fun dynamic, uh, throwing it back and forth. Uh, and then during the fight, Chris, Peter and I were all commentating and going back and forth. So Chris was uh, definitely leading the leading the pack there um, running point. And he'd say, you know, Pete, what's going on here You know, for a little bit of a technical thing. And then I'd throw in some quip about, whiplash being a janitor and going to sweep the floor with blip something like that um so i was i was doing my best to come up with one-liners and <laughs> while other people were talking and then i'd throw them in there and then they'd work and then just rinse and repeat and it, it was a blast it was it was a, <clears throat> a totally wonderful experience to to be on that side of the glass the view's not as good though so we should work on that mm-hmm. uh, th- the weirdest part was clearly commentating my own robot not driven by me and the way I was commentating I was very very partial I was the farthest thing from impartial I
3: kind of wanted you to be it was in in the script in parts it was like we'll place up hypershock more than any other team in the script
6: (laughs) (laughs) yeah of course
4: that's going to make it more entertaining Um, not like I I could help it Um,
3: they wanted to play up the whole his wife is driving thing as yeah. well.
4: Yeah, at one point in the in the Tombstone match, right in the beginning, uh, I said something like, oh, that's it. You know, there you go, sweetheart. And then Chris <laughs> said something to the effect of, I think that's the first time we've heard sweetheart in Battlefront's commentary. <laughs> so, the, in in the Hypershock fights, I think I was very much commentating to Alex, <laughs> even though she was paying
6: zero attention to
4: anything I, I said.
3: nothing. <laughs>
6: So it'll be interesting to watch the the videos when they finally come out. I'm excited about it personally. This is Kyle, by the way. Good to talk to you guys. Um, Howdy. All right. So questions about kind of logistics at Remars, right? So what is the biggest difference between fighting and preparing for a live event like Remars, something that's all about the flow of the event um, versus the regular season of BattleBots, which is all about getting good footage, to be clear, you know? Well, for starters, um, the timeline of the event, we started at seven
4: or the doors opened at seven, seven thirty and we and we were done by 11. I think fights started at eight. So we had three hours to film. I think it was eight fights altogether. Wow. Um, Which means there really isn't much time for turnarounds which mandated and it was a requirement for all of us that showed up that we had to have two robots there
6: two completed bots they, they, ready to go
4: we had two ro- everyone who showed up who was in part of the main tournament i think even malice showed up with two um everyone re- was required to show up with two ready to run robots so that the first round would go through and no matter what happened to that one you were ready within 30 minutes or so with the second one which was a godsend when your first fight is a good <laughs> <laughs> that,
3: that robot was not useful again after. Yeah. I think I've been spoiled. I've only been on season six where we were, we were pretty prepared all throughout season six. And that meant that when we finished a fight in season six, we kind of had some downtime to fall down from the adrenaline, go get a snack and calm down a little bit before we went on with repairs. With this, there was no time for that at all. And it was probably my first time where I was actively sprinting full speed battery tent to pit to battery tent to pit.
6: I like that. All right. So advice from Alex. Don't snack after fights. Just run to the batteries and then the pits. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just (laughs) Just run.
2: No time for snacks. (laughs) Um, All
6: right. So this is, uh, you know, kind of a personal question. And you don't have to answer this if it's under NDA, but I know everyone is dying to know. Did the builders get paid to appear at Remars? And if so, how much?
4: We did. Um, I won't say how much, but I will say two things. One, <clears throat> it was an improvement over the previous Remars event uh, in terms of compensation. Um, two, it, it was um, it was structured in the following way. Everyone who <laughs> showed up... Bless you, Al. Um, I'm
5: sorry, I have COVID. <laughs>
4: uh everyone who showed up um got a a, a stipend so <clears throat> the 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 eight robots the eight main robots had um a stipend to cover travel and they had a, an extra stipend to cover um you know robot expenses uh to get ready and then an anticipated stipend for the first fight everyone got paid per fight win or lose to cover um, anticipated damage costs. So um, everyone showed up and got their stipend for the first fight. If you won your first fight and you got another fight, um, then great, you got another you know, fight stipend to cover another <coughs> um, anticipated cost amount. Uh, and then if you got to the finals, win or lose, you got another <coughs> fight stipend. So everyone... Uh, the goal was to make sure that for for a thing that was so very clearly entertainment, uh, and not much of a competition, that nobody went home in the red. Everyone should, at minimum, break even, and really should be taking home at least a little bit, um, provided that they don't fight three spinners in a row or something.
3: Not be completely screwed for Season 7. Exactly.
4: <laughs> so, so I think it's bold to assume, but I think everyone probably came out ahead. Uh, and then same thing goes for the... Uh, the alternates, um, jackpot and malice, they had a, a grudge match, and they, I believe, both got the uh, the fight stipends again, win or lose. So it, it was a good way to do it. It was, frankly, more. But the overall compensation that we were discussing with uh, tantrum is better than winning battlebots. Wow! To give you <laughs>
6: to give you an idea. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. It's a low bar, um, but, you know, it's, it's there. Yeah, it's a low bar, but it's there. It's there. And that's good. That's that's what we want, right? Like that's, um, we want to see more more compensation, more- Progress in the right direction. Exactly. Respect for people's work, respect for people's time, all that fun stuff. Um, all right. So here's a personal question from me. Will, now that you are a commentary expert serving under the great Christopher <laughs> Rose, do you have any advice for us and what we do at Norwalk Havoc? <laughs> Um, no, I think you guys
4: are doing great. Um, being loud and obnoxious and flailing your arms around is bags of fun.
6: So just keep doing that. (laughs) All right, we'll keep that up. That's, uh, that's easy. That's, that's just, uh, you know, par for the course for us. So no problem there. (laughs) (laughs) You know what you're doing. (laughs) All right. So, um, I'd love to understand what it took to win at Remar's. Uh, So we know that you faced Tombstone in the first round, which uh, sorry. And also Mm -hmm. congratulations, Alex. Not exactly sure uh, which direction that should go, (laughs) because even if you win facing Tombstone, it's still not a good day. Um,
3: (laughs) (laughs) You don't really feel like you're winning when you look at the
6: robot
5: afterwards.
6: (laughs) Exactly. Um, So who did you face in the second round? Who did you face in the final fight? Like. How how did the, the process go for you to get there, and uh, like what was your kind of strategy going into the entire event? Insert the massive spoiler banner here.
4: Massive, yes,
3: massive, massive spoilers. spoiler! If you, if you banner, don't want to hear about fights,
4: stop right go now. Go away. <laughs> I don't want the comments. Go away.
3: <laughs> so we didn't really have too much of a strategy following Tombstone. Um, there was a fight between Blip and Whiplash. Blip won, so we went against Blip. That's what I wanted, to be honest. Um, not because Blip is an easier robot to fight than Whiplash. Um, for some reason, I really didn't want to fight Whiplash.
4: Sure, yeah. <laughs> but it, your words were that it would be more fun to be, be to lose to Blip than it would be to get. You know, swept yeah. around by whiplash.
3: Yeah, I I wanted to be thrown around the box more than I wanted to be pinned in a corner in the box. <laughs> yes.
5: um,
3: the blip fight was a weird one. Um, they're really, really
5: low.
1: <laughs>
3: they they win the round game. They were hard to get under. Um, there was a lot of me kind of inching towards them getting up a little bit on top of them panicking reversing and doing that a couple of times until they finally flipped me um and eventually i got under them got a tiny little hit and i immediately lost one side of drive <laughs> spent the rest of the fight crab walking uh but that in- small hit was apparently all we needed and they died <laughs> so that it was a weird and quick fight and i didn't feel like we won i feel like Blip lost but we didn't win
4: such is robot luck uh you know blip got yeah. uh at least one solid flip in it was put a you good flip. it was fun um but uh, no
3: i put myself on the shelf when right. i was yeah i was crab walking and i i was trying to flip back over and i put myself on the shelf and it was hard to get up. it was a mess of a fight bold
4: move bold strategy
3: yeah but pay, yeah, part of, part of robot luck
4: is <laughs> is making sure you take advantage of the luck that's given to you. Yeah, nice.
3: The, I didn't. Then we were scrambling to get the robot ready for the third and last fight after Blip because we needed to um, swap out some some modules since we lost drive and little bits of repair here and there. We lost a horn driving headfirst into the the wheels. It was done
4: Yeah, so so. Um, I- I'm you know relaxing as a commentator <laughs> I'm, I'm here in my nice suit, and I walk out to the battery tent, and everyone's covered in dirt,
5: wrenching <laughs> on robots I'm like, what
4: the hell's going on like, okay so so the first robot, the Tombstone robot, which has <clears throat> you know two wheels left on it, one motor <laughs> still working <laughs> um it's it's toast, it's done um, well, it has one good drive motor in it, and the robot That's that all we just needed. yeah and and the robot that just bought Blip. Had one bad motor in it, so oh all we got to do is swap them out. Uh, and then there was a mixing issue because there were the way we have Hypershock built is we have you know drive pods, so you can just drop a motor and controller in and you're good to go. So it's four screws and 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 two wires to to install it, and it's already bound to the transmitter. It's already good to go. Well, of course it was two left sides instead of two you know a left and a right. And so uh, I'm sitting there in my suit with the transmitter trying to figure out the bi- the the mixing to f- make both of those motors work. Luckily, we got it. And then you guys put it back together.
3: Seeing Will work on the robot in his crisp white dress shirt was a great sight. <laughs>
4: it looked awesome. I think Aaron Catling has some footage of it. He was there. It looked great. <laughs> um but yeah, so you guys scrambled to, to get that going.
3: Yep, I did not see the fight leading up to the last fight. Who Was it Hydra and...
4: Hydra and Cobalt.
3: Hydra and Cobalt. Um, Honestly, I wanted to fight Cobalt more than Hydra. You're a
5: fool. I, I know.
3: <laughs> but, but Hydra is menacing and Hydra is low. I, I felt like I at least could grab onto something with cobalt even if i die trying but
4: i don't know i mean Mm -hmm. this won't come to a surprise to you kyle but everyone was running some sort of new ground game yeah i cobalt had piano keys whiplash had some piano keys on there some new ones uh everyone had something uh and cobalts looked equally as menacing to me i didn't want to fight that
3: i didn't want to fight any of them. I think the last thing I said uh to Kyle who who does the the weapon before the fight before fighting Hydra was I think I'm going to puke. <laughs> <laughs> I did not want to fight any of them. But we fought Hydra. I do not remember any I haven't watched the fight actually.
4: You got some good hits in. He got some flips in.
3: He got it was fun. I it got was- it was a good some match. Airtime. It was very fun.
4: It was a very good match. Gotta um, say,
3: I I enjoyed being flipped. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, but uh, but Hydra had some sort of drive issues and just was stuck in the middle of the arena for about a minute and a half. Um, was able to twitch. They weren't enough stuck. To... They died. Oh, they're just dead.
3: Yeah, they All were. Right. Th- there was some talk of them being stuck <clears> in the <this> sauce <throat> lot, but they weren't stuck. They could
5: yeah all
4: right so they were dead in the middle of the arena for about a minute and a half uh you were upside down with one horn with and one wheel touching the ground trying to get back to them we Uh. so so
3: (laughs) yeah that was fun we tried to uh replace the horns before the hydra match one we could not replace because there there was just no no engagement couldn't we went into that fight knowing full well we would be flipped over with one horn. So when we eventually did, I had only one wheel touching the ground because of the way we were angled. <laughs> Which is fun. It was very fun. But it worked out. It worked out. Got some hits in, and that's that's what we needed. I've
6: uh, seen some footage of that fight, and uh, your bot looked a lot better than you're describing it in those last few moments it looked a little bit more planned <laughs> and prepared so well done oh yeah totally planned uh,
3: yeah it was our own purpose. yeah
5: <laughs> <laughs>
6: I love that i love that um yeah so you guys had a lot of fast repairs in between the fights it sounds like especially between that second fight and the last one uh
3: between the first and the second fight not really because the first robot against Tombstone yeah, just was just yeah, yeah, we you, knew we weren't going to use that You again. call the
6: insurance you know, adjuster and, and just call yeah, it a day.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah,
6: that's all you do there. All right, so we're going to move on to some listener questions. Uh, we're going to start with a very serious question. Um, let's start with Stephen DuFort. How much did Alex pay BattleBots to keep Will preoccupied so that she could drive Hypershock <laughs> to the victory it deserved?
3: You think we have bribe money?
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Fair,
5: fair.
6: Um, All right, that answers that. So we're going to move on to a question from Andrew Lynch, who asks the question that's on everyone's mind. With the success under her belt, will Alex continue to drive the bot in the future competitions? Note, we got a similar question from Shattered team member Eric Wrigley, who asks, is Will still the number one driver on Hypershock or has Alex won the job?
3: No, do we want to keep people guessing or...
5: (laughs) It, it's up. It's more Keep up to you than it is to me. Mystery
3: alive. <laughs> I don't think? know. I don't know. The the in the post fight interview after Hydra, you well, you were interviewing me, and I think I said I'm never doing this again. <laughs> 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 but now I don't know. It was a lot of fun. Interesting. It's All fun right. when you're done doing it and, and yeah. you're done feeling the adrenaline.
4: Yeah, it, it's fun to have done it. That that's welcome to BattleBots. It's fun to have done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll see. Uh, going into it, I I knew, and I'm I'm sure this is a hundred percent just marital bias. The <laughs> only person that I was going to be okay with driving Hypershock and me not feel some amount of jealousy was her. So, the fact that she was also very good. Um, puts us in a very interesting position (laughs) um so uh i i have have no idea um i'm not opposed to it uh i'm not opposed to you know tag teaming and every once in a while we we switch the the controls it's nice to know that there's someone else in the house who can handle the handle the bot yeah
3: yeah i don't know if i want to be in a situation where i lose a fight and you haven't lost and i'm gonna keep thinking. Oh, but if Will had done that, maybe he would oh, have lost. Oh, come
5: on. Now, no, that, that's my problem.
4: I've fought Jake twice. I've lost twice, and you've won once. You've beaten Tombstone. Now I just have to... All of those robots I'm going to lose to, and it's going to be my fault.
3: Or maybe I should just stop 3-0 and hold that over your head for the rest of our lives.
6: <laughs> now that's the move right there. I think you figured it out, Alex. That's what you do. Um, All right. So we're going to move on to a series of rapid fire questions from Alexander Archer, many of which we've already answered. So I'm going to kind of skip to one that uh, I think is going to be pretty intriguing. Um, All right. So do you have any planned upgrades for Hypershock going into the next season of BattleBots? And if so, like, are you redesigning the entire robot again? It obviously works, guys. Like, maybe you should chill on that for a minute. (laughs) Uh, I don't feel a, a, a. This is the first year
4: where I don't feel a strong urge to remake everything. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's awesome. some small tweaks that we need to make. Um,
3: we tried some new stuff.
4: We tried some new stuff. Um,
3: For Remars.
4: Yeah. Some of it worked we really liked. well. Yeah. Um, some didn't work as well. Yeah, you know, like I think the the horn attachment used some improvement.
3: The attachment, yes, but the 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 but new the horn shape was, good. was really good.
6: So you know, there, there's some little tweaks, but we're not going to redesign it from scratch. No. love it. I love it. That's great. That's really good news for everyone that is a Hypershock fan. Um, <laughs> all right. So Me too. Did, this is a, another NDA question. Um, did Hypershock also compete in the recently revealed BattleBots Champions Tournament?
4: Uh yes, yes we did. Um and I believe I can also tell
6: you that we are in the first episode, the gigabyte episode. Oh, that's great. I thought you were about to tell us uh and we can also tell you we won that entire thing too. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I couldn't tell no, you. No, you couldn't
6: tell us that. I would have to delete and edit this whole thing. It would be horrible. Um <laughs> all right. So <laughs> um we know that the driving is up in the air, but are you guys going to be co-captains for Discovery season 7 as a husband and wife team? We hear husband and wife teams from Florida do pretty well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially out of
4: our our shared workshop. Uh, I
6: don't know. It's a great
4: question. We we hadn't
3: we haven't discussed that at all. I I'm not sure. I'd wanna I wanna take that role from you.
4: It's not taking it from me. We're we're adding an additional.
3: Role. I know, I know, but you're Will Bales from Hypershock. <laughs> yeah, no, you're
4: Alex Bales from Hypershock, and I'm your husband.
3: I feel like some some woman in Vegas with a "Marry Me" will bail sign is going to be very
4: disappointed. Wow, we'll we'll we'll, we'll discuss it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> all bets are off at this point. Once you win a bolt, you have some clout. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So this is just a a bit of a recap. But um. Uh, what does winning the ReVars event mean for Hypershock? moving forward like do you feel like you uh get a little bit more say do you, do you get better placement in the pits are you slightly closer to the bathrooms
3: now <laughs> I, I think the main thing might be um the fights we get next season might be a bit more difficult than they would have been otherwise
4: yeah, yeah thanks a lot
3: i'm
5: sorry
4: yeah that's probably true <laughs> we we've had a good year um I, I have said in the past that the uh, my favorite fight of all time for Hypershock had yet to air, and I said that at the end of season six. Right. I'll, I'll throw that convoluted hint out. Um, so our favorite fight ever is is still to come. Um, I've been hearing that a lot. So we're
6: excited for that to air. I've been hearing that a lot from a lot of the builders. Like Calvin Eba was telling me. There's a lot of
4: really, really great fights in the, mm. in the Golden yeah. Bull tournament. Oh, yeah. incredible fights. The the best BattleBots episode of all time is in, in this, it, according to producers, is in this series of, of, of episodes. That's awesome. So there, there's a lot of exciting stuff to come up. Um, and, and yeah, we have a really great fight in there that we're very excited about. This is a, a, icing on the cake of that a great season on the TV show and the toy, and uh, it just it puts Hypershock smack dab in the center of of BattleBots right now, uh, which is fun, yeah. Uh, and yeah, great. We'll we'll be the the punching bag for a, a scarier Tombstone and a Cobalt and a, and a Hydra. <laughs> I and don't a, want to fight a, them a again. <laughs>
6: Yeah, so it'll be a, it'll be a very hard season seven, but it should be fun. All right. So this is the last question from Alexander Archer and the last question for me. I'm going to pass you off to my buddy Chris after this. Uh, when I last spoke to you on Reddit, this is from Alexander Archer, about my frustrations with the upper deck still being used for Remars. You said BattleBots has been talking and listening to the builders about improving some of the controversies surrounding the 2021 season for the 2022 season. What are some improvements that we can expect in the 2022 season? And I'm just going to add to the end of that, are they keeping the shelf?
4: Okay. Um, there, th- we tried some things out at Remar's. We tried some different rule strategies, mm-hmm. um, such as you know, what does uh, controlled movement mean? Uh, and we tried a very stripped down version of controlled movement where any movement at all, more or less, that you can still point at your opponent, that was considered movement. Um, uh, and they were, they never got to this point, but they were going to implement a, a rule that uh, you know they would start a double count out if both robots were not engaging. They're trying to force matches to continue and that people don't just wait for someone to get counted out. Um, I think overall that went well um there's always little tweaks here and there we did not have judges at remars it was just for the one fight that went to you know went the full three minutes it was uh vote by audience applause and thumbs up thumbs down caesar style so
3: uh i'm glad we didn't have to do that we had um knockout fights every time but uh our team member gary made sure of Really trying to hype the audience to like us, no matter Alex, what. <laughs>
6: Alex, I there's a there's a little bit of uh, braggadociousness, maybe a little bit of arrogance in the way that you said that. I liked that.
4: Did you detect that that the, the
6: subtle smug? Yeah, from- yeah. Just, well, we had all. I, Oh, not I imagine, I imagine well, her just like I brushing I her shoulders like off that. while she was saying oh, that. God. Oh yeah, well you know, all our fights went to knockouts, so. Um, Are,
1: oh, you I... <laughs> Are you not entertained? Are you not
5: entertained? I Didn't mean it like that. <laughs> Alex, it's okay to humble brag.
4: <laughs> He's the new villain, uh, but yes. Yeah, so we didn't get to try any of the new judging criteria that they're discussing, um, but I know that's in the works. Uh, there's all sorts of little things here and there that are being discussed and considered. Regarding the shelf, it was still there. Uh, I know certain people have very strong opinions about it one way or another. I personally don't care. Uh I, I, I don't think it hinders the the show. I, I think it adds a an element that's new, and I have I don't think it's bad yet. Um I don't think it affected any of the fights for Remars in any way. Um, other than kind of corralling the fights towards you know the other two thirds of the arena because because of course um we' we'll, we'll see what happens uh Trey said that he'll listen to what the builders say i I don't know if there's a a true unanimous consensus yet um
1: so we'll we'll see all right over to you Chris thanks, cal. hey folks how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to keep these fan questions rolling. And the first one I got, I know that we touched on a little bit, but maybe we'll just drill down a little bit more into it. It's a great thought-provoking question from Stephen Steven, Steven Egert, who wants to know, Will, how hard was it uh, to be a professional and an impartial commentary with Chris while seeing your own robot in the fight? And were you ever worried about not being able to join in with your team alongside your, your 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 crew in the pits for repairs
4: the uh, the joy of being color commentator is you can be any color you want and i decided to be hypershock yellow um <laughs> so i could be as as partial or, or impartial as i i darn well felt like um and I, I i couldn't help myself if i tried um regarding not being able to be there with the team that that was hard there were there were times where i just I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. Like, how's Hypershock doing?
1: I don't know. <laughs> don't look at me. I've been sitting next to you, Chris. <laughs> you know, they're in the were black. you like, were you like passing notes to like PAs that were like the Allen Keys are in the yellow chest? <laughs>
4: like, no, you know, I think the most nervous I so in in true Hypershock fashion, the crate didn't show up until about noon on Wednesday. It was supposed to be delivered on Monday, and it was it got delivered on Wednesday, which is the day before. So, you know, 30 hours before the event starts. Um, so I was nervous about that. Um, but what, uh, once that showed up, I had to go to a table reading. And by the time I was back, everything was set up. Everything was ready. They had tested both robots. Alex had practiced in the, the test box and had been doing donuts in the test box and hadn't touched the walls. Um, everything... Every, everything was working. Uh, the team was firing on all cylinders and that was such a nice relieving thing to see. And in that moment, I knew that frankly, they didn't need me. So, uh, that, that put me very much at ease. And so the, the only remaining times where I, I was wishing I was with them was one, when (laughs) things were going very wrong between the second and the third fight. You're trying to fix those things. And two, when you guys were winning, I, 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 couldn't share in that excitement and that joy because because it was yours and not mine,
3: it was absolutely also yours.
1: <laughs> I love that. well, it's like a nature documentary, like you're like a parent bird who realizes I'm done regurgitating food into these people's mouths, they're ready to be off on their own. <laughs> you
4: know they're just regurgitating
1: it themselves so well and I, I just, I'm so proud. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a couple of questions here. Uh you may you may know them from Hypershock team member Colin Royster, who wants to know <laughs> first. what's the bolt made out of and is it heavy?
4: Well, Colin made the bolt, so he should know darn
5: well <laughs> what it's made out of. Um,
4: but lately Colin's had a had a kick against aluminum. He says it's fake metal, so um or cheese. So uh the bolt
1: is made out of cheese. That's right, because it's harvested oh, okay. on the moon, I believe. Yeah. That's cool. Um, Colin wants to know uh, from you, Alex, what's it like coming from Denmark into all this and competing, driving, captaining, winning? Hashtag lort.
3: (laughs) Hashtag lort. I I taught Colin a few Danish swear words, so don't don't put that into Google Translate. (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) I inadvertently swore, didn't I?
3: Yes um (laughs) enunciation was perfect don't worry about it it's definitely been crazy um prior to coming here i didn't know what battlebots was until i matched with some guy on tinder and decided to google him before our first date and lo and behold there's a bunch of memes of him uh Will Bale's sex tape is one of them and
4: yeah my face on a, a roll of flex tape shows up as the top result for for Will Bale's as a Google search
3: something something Mankini uh and I was like who is this guy
4: <laughs> demanding an explanation cuz I hadn't mentioned robots at all um and so I, I had to very shyly explain what the hell is going on <laughs>
3: and I was like ultimate robot fighting league cool <laughs> it's it's been crazy uh had my first season at battle bots in season six and I I loved it it was awesome
4: you fit um, right in you were you were part of the team instantly
3: there, it, there's definitely been a learning curve there's a lot I didn't know and there's still a lot I don't know and I'm still learning a lot about it it's a a wonderful world of learning (laughs) (laughs) it's been it's been great moving here in general it's been crazy i love the florida weather i there are definitely parts of america that are less
5: troubling (laughs)
3: i've never cared so much about a u.s election before um before i moved here it's been good it's been crazy. Yeah. But in a good way, in an exciting way. Yeah.
1: All right. I have a question here from D Brad Leith, who writes, I second Colin's uh, question. Um, you know, they, they want to know, like, what was the whirlwind like? I think you we you just did a great job answering that. But D Brad also goes on to ask, Will, do you know uh, or do you now have uh, to interview for your driver and captain's seat back? <laughs> Well, um
3: Will is a legend in BattleBots and he's a legend with Hypershock. Of course he doesn't.
4: While my Giant Bolt says best driver on it, hers means that she's <laughs> undefeated. So I have way more losses than she does. Um we'll have to have a drive off or something for the for the final seat
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna scribble best male driver on your roll <laughs>
1: <laughs> you should uh i'd like to you thank should. the academy um...
3: no no of course he doesn't need to interview for a spot bag. it's it's his robot it's, it's
1: he designed
3: robot. it he came up with it and he taught me how to drive
1: that's and that ties in perfectly with uh, a question that we have from Copperhead, Copperhead team member slash giant pumpkin grower Chad New, who wanted to know, Alex, how did you get so much better than Will in such a short amount of time? Natural talent. Uh, will you be able to teach your husband your winning way win the next season.
3: <laughs> I don't. I don't think I'm better than Will at all. Uh, everything I know, I learned from Will. I think we have different driving styles.
4: Absolutely. Uh, um, jake, definitely jake said something before your fight um before the hydro hyper shock fight he said uh he's more i don't know if he said worried or nervous but he, he was more cautious of a fight against you because he didn't know how you drove he knows how i drive he knows my my brand of sporadic and and chaotic he had no idea what to expect <laughs> with you and there's it's interesting to hear that and there's a lot to be said for being unpredictable uh, and having your own brand of and your own way of driving there's you very much had a a, a point and shoot kind of like sudden acceleration that was very jarring <laughs> very jarring to watch and and um And it's very different from from my tactic of pull the trigger and do some donuts.
3: I think I very accidentally played some mind games with Tombstone in the fight because, um, well, first of all, they didn't know how I was going to drive. I didn't. I didn't know how I was going to drive. I had no idea how I was going to drive. It's one thing to practice. It's another thing to be in the situation. And I had honestly no idea how I was going to react to it. But starting the tombstone fight there was a glitch with the buzzer so it didn't buzz but it did go green when the fight was going to start but I was waiting for the auditory cue so (laughs) there was a moment after it's green and we're all ready to go where I just kind of sit there and I think that made tombstone panic a little
4: (laughs) it was fun
5: I had no idea what I was doing
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I do think there's some amount of talent some people will be able to just pick up a transmitter and get it and she got it so i'm sure with practice she'd be just as good if not better than me
3: watching the fights back i also definitely did i made mistakes of course um and there are definitely things i would do differently
1: uh next question from chad is for uh you alex on a scale from one to ten how much of your attraction to will was just because of his uh, robotic building skills
3: Well, I decided to date him before knowing about the robots.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's all bonus, baby.
3: Definitely
5: help.
1: And then a follow-up question for Will. Any hair care tips that you can share with myself and Luke? Uh, What are your secrets for keeping your hair so fabulous? Chad, of course, and Luke, uh, both sport uh, incredible hairstyles of their own. (laughs) Um, Well, you see,
4: when you have a a great hairstylist who happens to also be a um, Remar's bolt holder, um, it's very easy to get a nice fresh fade at home.
1: (laughs) And which builder is that? Alex. (laughs) That was. (laughs)
5: Uh,
4: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Alex cuts my hair, so she gets all the credit.
3: (laughs) Uh... Wifey fashion. (laughs)
1: I right. I get a, I get a couple of rapid fire questions here from Ryan Hunter um who wants to know from you Alex what do you enjoy most about combat robotics
3: Oof. I think the like I said before the learning opportunity man I've learned so much kind of diving into all of this um and and I love learning new stuff I think that's that's probably been one of the coolest parts of it um and realizing how much I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and being able to do it with your friends. And dealing with the adrenaline of the fights.
1: Um, In the future, will you would ever consider uh, participating in other weight classes besides heavyweight?
3: I wouldn't say no.
1: I think it would be good for you.
3: May- That's a good I- answer. Yeah. I mean, I-, I wouldn't
2: say no to that. Might happen. Might not. Who knows? We know a great place where you can fight.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I know we started you off with the most expensive high possible.
1: But, but there are cheaper highs you can get. <laughs> it's all it's just a downward spiral though. Um and uh, last question here here from Ryan is would a multi bot with both Alex and Will driving separately ever be in the works? That would be a lot of fun.
3: That would be fun
4: we haven't considered it but now i guess we should
2: <laughs> <laughs> that would uh that would be delightful um i am taking over here this is Lindsay. hello you too um and my, may i just say how delightful you both are um but all right so we have you? <laughs> <laughs> uh florida bot builder kyle Cuffrey, who recently began selling hypershock and in, uh inspired antweight kits on etsy which is pretty cool right uh, congrats on the big win i can't wait to see the footage will what are the biggest changes you've made to the bot in recent years to go from quote unquote never ready to now re champ and in my opinion the most entertaining bot in the field
4: well thank you um yeah we we've, we've made a habit of changing everything uh year over year um, and we've we've slowly done a little less and less. The the I think the two big things that we did very well this year uh, were one, figuring out a drivetrain that worked very reliably and very robustly. Um, that that was built on last year's learnings and in previous years, and all the brushless knowledge that everyone's been um, fighting very hard to figure out. Um, luckily, <coughs> our our solution worked very well and i'm totally delighted by that two um i looked at the robot last year and i looked at other robots that were hitting very hard other verticals and tried to understand why they were hitting so hard and what was making their weapons so effective and um Put a, a sizable amount of effort into figuring that out so that we would have a very hard hitting weapon so we went with a uh with thicker weapon discs and more mo- uh, moi so and hitting harder and hitting faster and just making it indestructible uh and making everything very rigid and stiff between the tooth and the floor uh and doing that seems to have made the biggest performance change in the robot um you know, we 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 like flexibility in the robot. We like um, shock mounting things where possible, and understanding that things are going to flex and move, and allow that and predict that. But sometimes it's good to have a something very rigid and very strong. Uh, and I think we found the right balance this year. Uh, and and so yeah, it's it's hard to want to change anything as a result.
3: Although we did have a fire every single fight, anyway, yeah. mars <laughs> Details, details,
2: minor details. I've never seen Hypershock on fire before, but this time we had a fire every single fight. Some of the best robots can be on fire for m- the majority of the match and still win. So hey, yeah. uh, having a fire means nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly,
2: and it looks cool. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes the win that much more impressive. So not bad. Um, Battlebot super fan and friend of the pod Eddie friend wants to know uh, this is a, a question for both uh, both of you. If you were able to choose your own entrance music as you came down the tunnel, what would it be and why? I love this question.
3: Um, okay, I have two.
5: Okay, go for it.
3: Butterfly by Crazy Town because because duh or. High Voltage by Electric Six.
5: <laughs>
3: I love that song! Because Shock and Voltage, yeah. What?
2: That's a perfect <laughs> song, I think. Uh,
4: mine is and always will be um, Miami by Will Smith. Um, and and <laughs> by the grace of God, BattleBots chose that as the entrance music for Hypershock this year at Three Mars. So it was no great. No way. It was great. <laughs> it was great.
2: That's incredible. Uh both solid answers. Well done. <laughs> uh Elaine Milton writes, Alex, congrats on your Remars championship. How much longer until you and Will have matching hair color? He dodged it <laughs> at last year's BattleBots when he said he'd dye his hair if Hypershock was seated in the top ten. You know, production could have they could have had
3: it it was right within their grasp and i i, I don't know why they didn't want it
4: this <laughs> was gonna dye it too
3: yeah Best oh it could have been well i um first of all thank you and yeah. i dye my own hair so i can do wills whenever he says the word
2: <laughs> the one thing that i have learned from now a year plus of doing things at norwalk havoc is that the fans of combat robotics like don't let memes or ideas die so no, no, no. this is gonna be a perpetual question until finally it happens. So <laughs> we might have to do it.
4: All right, I'll die it in the finals of season seven.
3: <laughs> the only problem uh last season was that you knew you had a work trip yeah. right after oh. filming the season. <laughs>
4: yeah, like the day after BattleBots I flew to Spain. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> for, for weeks. <laughs> so yeah.
2: All right, um let's wrap up this interview with a couple of questions from our friends at the Shuntcast. Uh Shuntcast co-host Dale Bruce wants to know, "One, Alex, now that you're clearly the new leader of the team, what <laughs> unnecessary tasks will you ask Will to do?" That's a very good question. You know,
3: Kyle from the team recently bought this these neat brushes or um brushing out old Loctite from from bolts. Maybe maybe that's a good task. <laughs> oh, geez,
2: <thanks. laughs> what? Incredible. Uh till uh two. Will, now that you're no longer needed on the team, do you regret filling in for Kenny?
4: I definitely don't regret it. I I hope Kenny doesn't take it as a personal affront, um, because I would lose. Uh <laughs> it was it it was a blast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I'd love to do some amount of, you know, commentating or hosting on the show. But the the biggest problem for me is it it can't get in the way of robot building and robot competing. My addiction is too hard. You cannot keep me from from the bot stuff. So uh, (laughs) they'll have to figure that one out.
3: And also, we definitely still need him. He he was working on the robot in his
2: fancy suit at Remar's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question from Dale. Where have you put the bolt and can he have it? He says, uh, I'll be your best friend with three giant grinny faces, which he then says you have to somehow make that face audibly for three seconds. So I don't know how to do that. So just pretend I'm uh, grinning really hard on this. Side. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, currently it's in a crate, in a truck. (laughs) Yeah, I
2: think
4: it's somewhere between uh, Jackson, Mississippi and here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so a very secure, undisclosed, unknown location. Uh,
3: We can put it next to uh, Witch Doctor's. Yeah, we can put it next
4: to our other bolt and Witch Doctor's bolt.
3: Ooh, uh, a matching set.
4: (laughs) Yeah, make our matching set. Collect
3: all three for, for something. Yeah.
4: Yeah, maybe we'll have um Rotator come over and we'll have a, a bolt party and we'll just have, you know, bolt stacking competitions.
2: <laughs> I love it. All right, uh last question before we wrap up from fellow Shuntcast co-host and Nelly the Elliebot captain, Sarah Malian uh says, "Not a question, but tell Alex she's safe from the Mankini memes."
3: That's sex. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much
1: <laughs>
3: I Although, uh, do, do please make more of Will I enjoy them very much
4: oh come on now
2: <laughs> I don't think uh, you know she can't turn that down even just a little bit of encouragement I think is all all it takes to, uh, to it make to make look so stars. good in them <laughs>
4: <laughs> yes the fake bodies that my head gets put on look so great in them
3: <laughs> it's actually very fitting because you uh you almost did the
2: my wife. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Love it. Well, thanks so much to both of you for talking with us, Will and Alex. It has been so fantastic getting to know you, Alex, better. And congratulations on just a storybook run at Remars. We can't wait to see Hypershock in the battle box again soon. Thank you again so much. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks.
1: After the break, we'll return with this week's installment of Robots Around the World.
2: Welcome back from the break. Time for Robots Around the World. This week, we're traveling to Boston, where researchers at Harvard have built a robot that taught itself how to make letters using Play-Doh. The robot has two metal fingers that it uses to poke and stretch Play-Doh into various shapes and learning the properties of Play-Doh using artificial intelligence. Over time, the robot was able to teach itself how to make a rough approximation of every letter in the alphabet out of Play-Doh. The researchers say this kind of AI-powered flexible thinking could one day be put into robots that cook clean and help people this story was sent to us by a friend of the pod slash blood sport team member curtis honeycutt so thank you curtis um wow this one is an interesting one
1: a play-doh bot from boston (laughs) hey hey bobby get over here and look at this robot make lettuce
6: I'm just, uh, I'm just really glad when I hear these stories because then I'm not so worried about the robot takeover of the world. Like, my kids have been making letters out of Legos for three or four years now, you know, or out of uh, Play-Doh for three or four years now. So, if this robot's just figuring it out, I think we're a little ways off from, like, Terminator being a reality. You know what I mean? Skynet's not so scary.
1: Unless in five years the robots are making letters instead of out of Play-Doh, out of you. Dun, dun, dun. Valid and terrifying point. Thank you.
5: <laughs>
1: Luke, what's your thoughts on
0: this robot? Um, well, So when, when I read this story, they said, um, oh yeah, you know, this robot could be used to make dumplings in the future. Ooh. And I'm thinking to myself, why wouldn't you just, why wouldn't you just tell the robot how to make dumplings? Why does that have to like experiment with what a dumplings properties are, you know? And like, how How strange are these these robotic dumplings going to be? these AI enabled dumplings? Uh, you know like dumplings, they seem to be like like a pretty uniform product. I, I don't want any experimentation with my dumplings, all right?
2: <laughs> it's funny because my first thought when reading this, um you know it's coming out of Boston, like it could be used to make lobster rolls.
1: Hey Tony, come to look at this robot <laughs> make lobster rolls. <laughs> well that's about it for us today we want to thank nicole for editing this week's episode great job we'll be back in your feed next week with another mystery guest we'll see you then folks bye 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 there once was a bot who's from
2: Two weeks from shore When out did come Her metal jaw The captain called all hands and swore He'd take that spinner in tow (gasps) Soon may the spinner van come To knock her teeth right from her gums One day when the fighting is done She'll take her teeth